Today's podcast is sponsored by our amazing friends over at Adorama. Adorama is one of the best electronic retailers specializing in photo and video equipment. They also have a rad blog and video series highlighting content creators called Through the Lens, which you can find on their YouTube channel. We've partnered with Adorama to offer free education through the AOV Academy. So head over to aovacademy.com for free online courses in photo and video. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Art of Visuals podcast. My name is Prince, and I am your host. And today I have a very special guest. I have my friend, J.R. McDonald, on the podcast. Jay McDonald is a Canadian-born Calgary, Calgary, Alberta-based commercial photographer and blogger, passionate about meeting new people, seeing new things, and traveling the world in order to learn, experience, and share the stories and traditions, new and old, around him. Jay, good evening, and welcome to the show. My man, I don't even want to talk yet. I just want to listen to that smooth jazz voice for another minute or two. Give the people what they want. Well, let me ask you this, Jay. Uh, according to your bio, it sounds like you're really into new things. New, <laughs> new, new people, new things, new travel, new experiences. What other newbies, what other newbies are you into? <laughs> I'm young and I need the money. Whatever you got, man. I'm a millennial. <laughs> yes. You know? But yeah, man, thanks for having me on the show. This is cool. Yeah, dude, I'm so stoked to have you, bro. Why don't you let the AOV community know a little bit more about yourself? Cool. So yeah, um, my name is J.R. McDonald. I also go by AKA Romance Your Wild, which we'll probably get into later. I'll explain that. Like you said, I'm a commercial photographer. I love people. I love places. I love everything in between. And, and so uh, a little bit about me, I came from like a music background. So I've always been a little bit creative. Um, and then I got into some mental health stuff after that. And then from there, I got involved um, with photography. And then here we are now. Mm. And life is good now, right, baby? Bro, life's the best. Life is fantastic. So the other day, the other day, I was walking with a couple of my buddies, and like none of us had like the Sears box tie. Do you guys have Sears in the states? Yes, South Canada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so you know, like the box tie set. But so you know, we're walking. It's like three in the afternoon. None of us are in an office. None of us have a crappy tie on. You know, it was just like this crazy moment of gratitude, of like gratefulness. Like, whoa, okay, this life is crazy. You know. We are lucky. It is. Those moments are always amazing when you realize how blessed you are. And it's it's cool to be grateful and to acknowledge that and be uh, to show gratitude towards that, especially with your friends. So that's really rad, man. Totally, man. Before we even jump into how you got into photography, let's work our way backwards and then get to where photography came in. So before photography was your thing, what were you doing? So initially, like right before photography, the, the thing that I was doing, I'm super ADHD. I'm all over the place. I'm a full-blown, full-fledged millennial degenerate. Or tell us, let's, let's just tell us the story from the jump because you just have a really interesting story. And I feel like we would be leaving the audience, we'd be doing them a disservice if we didn't tell the full story. So I'm going to let you start this story wherever you'd like to start it. But let's, uh, let's go into that for a bit. Okay. So I guess for me, like when I was uh, when I was 16 years old, my older brother um, and my best friend's dad both commit suicide within like 60 days. And at that point, I didn't really have anything outside of like, I'm a 16 year old kid, you know, I didn't have like a strong identity or anything like that. And so at that point, I had two brothers, one was involved in some gang affliction stuff. 
the one that passed. And then I had another one that was involved in music. And so kind of just as a result of everything that happened, I got involved in music and I just poured my entire life into it. I've always kind of been like an all in dude. You know, I don't really like to, to half pass anything. And, um, so when I was in high school, started playing a bunch of music, playing in like hardcore bands and metal bands and stuff like that. And then shifted to playing pop punk and, and kind of just went with the flow. And then by the time I had graduated high school, right after I graduated, the band that I was signing or that I was playing with signed Universal Music Canada. And so we shipped off and toured the country and did the much music and all that stuff. Technically, I was in a boy band. I would say I was a boy that was in a band. And I was like, you can call me whatever the frig you want. I just want to play sweet shows, you know, and live some rock and roll lifestyle. And so um, in that process, I had grown up pretty overweight. Like I was like 215 pounds in grade five. And in high school, I was definitely, I was, I was tick as the kids would say these days. He's tick, ma. And, uh, so I played some sports and stuff and kind of shed a little bit of that off and then got into music and the label didn't say like, Hey, either you lose this weight or you lose the contract, but they didn't not say it. If you know what I mean? You know, it was very, very heavily like, Hey, fix this. And so I started, I, I, I literally actually just stopped eating. And so I got to a place where I was really, 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 really underweight and was pretty sick. I was the lowest point I got to is 124 pounds and I'm, I'm five eleven. like for context now, like I'm 185 pounds and pretty normal looking individual. Pretty swole. So, swole. No, man. Mm-mm. Kids just carving up, not pregnant, just eating good. No, I and, said uh, swollish, not pre- <laughs> Like buff, bro. What you call it? Swollish? I swollish. Like Swedish? What are you talking about? <laughs> I love you. You're on another level, don't my let dude. Me, don't let me. Uh, you look good, bro. Is more or less what I'm saying. <laughs> Thanks. I did like a hundred push-ups before we did this Skype call. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So that became something that was kind of on the forefront for me. I got involved in some fitness stuff after that, kind of some online coaching and um, personal training and through that process, I kind of realized something. I was like, everybody wants to look a certain way, but nobody wants that way to be through their eyes, right? You want to know, you want to look how society wants you to look, which I get it. We're surrounded by that all the time. And I've, I've nothing against there, no problems with it. But when I was overweight, everyone wanted me to be skinnier. And then when I was underweight, everyone wanted me to, to be heavier. And the, I was dating a girl at the time and after like, we were on tour for like two months and I came home and, and she was like, babe, I don't know how to tell you this, but like, you look like the crypt keeper. And she was like, totally serious. And I was like, what do you people want from me? And so that's what got me involved in the fitness realm and just, just honestly helping people find comfort in their skin. And I found that I was doing more talking than I was doing training just based off of encouraging people and like letting them know, you know, like beauty is different anywhere in the world. And so, and and I'll, I'll touch on this again after because this is a huge part of why photography just grabbed me and took a hold of me. But so I got involved with speaking in high school. So I was connected with Kids Help Phone, which is Canada's version of like of the suicide helpline. Mm-hmm. And so I was just going in these schools and I was telling my family's story. You know, like I was literally just totally blatant and honest. I had obsessive compulsive disorder when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Pretty bad. Was pretty heavily medicated. Um, anxiety and depression. My older brother commit suicide when I was 16. My best friend's dad commit suicide. My uncle commit suicide. Like there is a friggin' laundry list. And so I, I was trying to figure out like, what's, 
where's the breakdown here? You know, like what's actually happening? And I really didn't want suicide and mental health to turn into like, you know, the pink shirt anti-bullying thing where people just stop caring. And I'm not, I'm not saying anything bad against it. I'm not slandering that movement. I'm just saying right. kind of been there, done that. The kids recognize it. And what I didn't realize or what I hadn't prepared myself for was, you know, if you've got 200 to 2000 students in a high school, there's DMs, messages, emails, phone calls, you know, everything in between from students, t- parents, teachers, like everything across the board. And so how that led me to photography was about a year and a half ago. So it was one year ago, just over a year ago, that summer, we did 26 schools in June and I just crashed. I was just, I was low, man. I just, I, I took everyone else's weight and tried to make it my own. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I was like, I was like the dude who gets in a canoe and goes to paddle over to the island with a bunch of Bibles and no resources. I got 90 arrows put in me. I didn't know what I was doing. And so I just laid low that summer, kind of stopped doing everything. And I was friends with um, Scott Backen, who started Socality, and John Zoderman and Matt Zoderman and Davey Gravy, the kind of the core crew for Socality in, in Calgary here. And they were hosting Socality Camp. And uh, I had no idea what they did. I was like, your life makes no sense to me. Like one time Scott was like, oh, I'm going to be gone for a week. I'm showing some Mexican influencers around Banff. I was like, what the frig are you talking about? You don't know anything about Mexican politics. Like I, that's what I'm thinking though, you know? Like this makes no sense. Um, And so I thought if I go to this camp just for like a week, no service, no one knows me. I don't have to be anything for anybody at any time. I can just be Jay. I don't have to be the mental health guy. I don't have to be the body comfort guy. I don't have to be the, you know, washout musician or washout musician. I can just go and just be Jay. And on like the third day of the camp, we were doing a sunrise hike and John, um, one of the Zobros, he was like, dude, you should take my camera. And I was like, ah, it's not my thing, man. Like, you know, cool, cool, but not for me. He's like, no, I'm serious, man. Like, you know, you're here anyways. You're in one of the most beautiful destinations on the planet and you're about to do a hike at 4 a.m. Like, you might as well take the camera. And I was like, uh, whatever. So I, I took it with me and it absolutely rocked my friggin' world. I couldn't believe it. You know, like I, I had this moment where I'm at the top of a mountain, you know, the rest of the world is still trying to get rid of their morning wood. They haven't even gotten out of bed yet. I'm at the top of a mountain looking at like the world in front of me. That gives me goosebumps talking about it, man. You know, I'm in an inversion. There's clouds underneath me. I'm literally in like a physical heaven and this camera goes up and silence nothing. It's like me and that, the, just the, everything in front of me. And I'm just soaking it up. There's no cars. There's no service. There's no nothing. These people don't know me. You know, I don't have to leave the pack. I can just go and, and be here. And I was about like a hundred yards away from everyone else. And I was just in this crazy moment of like, the only thing that matters right now is me looking through this viewfinder and actually enjoying what's in front of me. And I couldn't even, I, I like literally couldn't fathom that I, I was like, I was pissed. I was like, I'm at the time I'm, I'm 25 years old and no one has showed this to me. Like I'm pissed, right. you know, like I feel like I'm behind now. And then later that morning, I'm now I'm just snapping everything, right? Like I'm, I'm shutter horny. I'm going to give myself carpal tunnel cause I'm shooting everything. And I actually still have those photos and they're 
horrific to look at. But I went down to the bottom of the hike and, and there was one of the girls that I was friends with there. And I said, can I, can I take your photo? And I, I took a photo of her and even looking back at it, it's just an absolute trash photo. But I showed her the back of the camera, just the raw. And I was just like shooting an auto. I had no idea what I was doing. You know, I barely knew how to turn the thing on. And I watched her face light up. You know what I mean? Like that, like elated excitement. Like you can't fake that shit. Like that's just pure human natural reaction. And I watched like 25 years of the bullshit that she fed herself and society fed her and media fed her. Everything else just literally melt in an instant. She was like, that's, that's so beautiful. And, and right then I was like, whoa, you know, like that's what you look like, you stupid idiot. The camera shoots what it sees. Like that's, that's what we see. That's how the, the rest of the world is seeing you. And after that morning, I literally, uh, since that day have not gone a single day without taking a photo, not one. So that's kind of where I'm at now. I love it, man. What a powerful um, and inspiring story. It's, dude, you just, A, you've been through just a ton of adversity. And I, I'd love to to hear about how you navigated your way through these very difficult times of adversity and these challenges yeah, how'd you get out of that situation? I mean, you had a lot of just a lot of heavy things going down in, in a very small uh, amount of time, and I'm just really curious on how did you cope with, you know, the mental health, with the body image, with your family, and all this stuff at such an, a young age, you know? You know, man, I think I used to I used to like play the comparison game in my head, right? When I was 16, I would think my brother died. You know, this is this is the worst thing ever. But then I would I would play this game where I'm like, well, you know, if this was 50 years ago, a mother would send every man in her life off to war or every woman, right? And one of them would come back or two of them to come back. So, who am I to feel upset about this? And then I had to stop comparing and I, and I was I just, you know, it's it's like I kind of just ran around. You ever have like an aunt or an uncle who's just got like an old blind dog that just runs into walls and stuff and just like pisses on the floor? That was me for definitely a few years. And uh, coming out of that, you know, you just kind of come to this point of like, what are we here for? Like, what are we doing? You know, <laughs> and it wasn't like the, you know, the, the stereotypical millennial search for, for purpose. And I wish I had just a direct straight answer for you to be like, this is how I got through it, you know? But it's kind of like a torpedo, like, you know, you don't just shoot a torpedo out of a, a submarine and it hits the friggin' target, right? It, it goes forward and it makes a mistake and then it corrects and it makes a mistake, then it corrects and it makes a mistake, then it corrects, you know, bam, 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 boom, until it hits the target. It doesn't go directly to the target. And so that was kind of what I did. And, and man, make no mistake, like I felt what I needed to feel, um, you know, and, and, and even with like suicide and that kind of thing, it's, it's, it's an interesting thing because like, you know, if a, if a husband loses his wife, you know, he's, he's, um, like widowed if, if, a or a widower, if a wife loses her husband, she's a widow, you know, if a kid loses his parent, he's, he's a foster. Right. But like if a, if a parent loses their child or if you lose your brother, 
there's no there's no name for that there's no words for it because there's no name for it mm-hmm. you know what i mean like you're just in this interesting place and so i i would definitely say that i've been to the place or to the to the level of low where you're like i just don't know if tomorrow's really is it really worth it you know yep. but had had i not experienced what i'd experienced and known the absolute shit mess that needs to get cleaned up after maybe i would have gone that route who knows right. you know I, I growing up like i didn't have a faith i didn't have a super strong community i was definitely a floater and not it's not like i didn't have friends i just wasn't like i i didn't have that strong identity of this is who i am you know right. and so you know I, I, if i get on like a passion tangent just tell me to shut the hell up no i love uh, it if i start ranting you know but so so coming out of that and, and going through that, literally all you can do is, is take it day by day, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's just kind of what I did. I'm, I'm not a hero. I'm not like a martyr. I'm not anything else. And there's a ton of people who are dealing with a ton of things. As a matter of fact, the, the one thing that I learned as just an overall theme for everything is it doesn't matter who you're talking to, where you're at, you know? It can be the the prince of Dubai. It can be... Wonder Boy Prince. It can be whatever. Everybody is going through some shit, you know? Mm-hmm. And so just th- I think that helps a lot with like dealing with other people, you know, like you can fight with a pig, but at the end of the day, you're both covered in mud and only one of you is happy. And so that for me helped me just realize like, man, this person's treating me like garbage, but they're probably going through something gnarly. I know they are, you know, and I'm not justifying you know, behavior that's, that's hurtful. I'm just saying everybody's going through something. Everyone's trying to figure it out. And especially now, because our generation uh, in general, it doesn't start in the mail room and then work their way up with no other choices. We can go and do whatever we want. You know, we can frig up a hundred times over. We can, we can become the martyr for whatever it is we want to do. Um, and I mean that, that's literally where the name romance your wild came from. Was it was a poem. I don't even know who wrote it. I just heard it one day and it was romance your wild until adventure falls in love with you. And so I kind of got to that point where I was like, like I said, I had been everything for everybody else. I want to go and do that thing, that crazy little, you know, like that idea you squash over and over that like idea of freedom that because of this or that or what he said or she said, you can't do it. Absolute shit. Stop it. Cut it out go get a YouTube degree and whatever you friggin' want and do whatever you want. And that's where I've been. But again, I'm stubborn as hell. So <laughs> no, that's that dude. That's, that's beautiful. I, I wasn't necessarily looking for like an exact answer. Like, Oh, your 12 step program to, uh, to a better life. You guys, can, you guys can swipe <laughs> up and watch my, uh, what's it called? My webinar. Daddy's got you. Oh, man. But no, no, it's beautiful. More or less, it just sounds like you really honed in the mindset and you realize like, yeah, like I'm not a victim. Like we're all going through shit and whether people want to admit it or not, like we're all going through difficult times. Uh, Some going through much more difficult times than others, depending on you, the circumstances and all that stuff. But outside of that, taking control of your own life taking responsibility for your own life, taking responsibility for your choices and really stepping into your own and taking control and going to live your life. It sounds like is what really helped you just to 
tie everything together and, 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 and to come out of all this stuff, you know, a beaming ray of light. And, and now you are who you That's are That's just today. a lack of, of vitamin D. <laughs> I'm just super white, dude. You know, but no, it's I'm awesome. Like, like, like I am a giant Q-tip aside from the jokes, like everyone, I'm sure everyone that comes across, you can feel your energy and they can feel your presence and it really elevates people. And you can, I mean, you do it from afar, you do it, through Skype and, and so that stuff is just You should um, see me when I'm in line at Subway. I just breathe on their neck. <laughs> You're special. You're there. special, bro. You got a lot of <laughs> uh yeah, seriously, you have a lot of talent. You have a lot of energy. Um and I'm excited to watch you grow. You're so young and you're just getting started in all this. And I think you have so much darn energy. And I'm excited to watch you grow and like learn to harness that potential and, and focus that energy into really really amazing things and i'm saying it now like i'm predicting you're gonna do something big <laughs> uh you know in the next five years like i see you achieving everything that you want to achieve and i'm really excited to watch that journey so back to the top of the mountain you found that was the catalyst for you falling in love with photography. What happened after that? So you took this photo, you showed this girl and she, you know, this woman was mind blown and, and, and it made you, I'm sure you felt good. You're like, wow, like, you know, what an experience. She's happy. It makes me feel good. I'm happy. I love this camera. This is fun. What happened next? How did you, what was the next step into the photography world for you? I bought tighter pants some blundstones, a flat brim hat, and more plaid t-shirts. And I was set. <laughs> it was nothing but summit studs from there on out. You know, I put on my Alpine Daddy uniform and I just went for it. Dude, I love it. Um, Don't forget that, no, ke that ketchup or that mustard coat. Bro, tell the people. <laughs> that's like, it's, that's the, what, are the, what are girls rocking right now? The teddy coat. That's the Instagram teddy coat. The teddy. People love it. But... <laughs> Yeah, man. So uh, from there, to be honest, like I, I had stopped what I was doing, which was in, in relation to the mental health stuff. I just needed a break. Mm -hmm. Um, and I just poured everything into, into photo. And so I started bartending and I was like, okay, I, you know, I would literally, I would close a bar at like 4am. I'm burning the well, I'm you know, I'm pushing people's puke out of the way. And then I would, I would get up at like 530 and drive up to the mountains and shoot a sunrise you know, just, just because. And, uh, I loved every second of it. I remember I was, would go out there like looking like such an idiot. Um, I have a, a buddy from Seattle, um, Tanner Wendell Stewart. And this dude took me out for the first time with another friend, Matt and Julia. And he was so geared out. Like he had all his gear. He had like three or four tripods set up. Like he's, he's hardcore. And I went out and I had like this stupid pleather jacket on from H and M and like some Chelsea boots and you know, the camera. And I'm like trying to, I was like literally trying to figure out how to turn it on. Like, I swear to God, I did not know, you know, and, and I got really, really, really lucky because my friends were really patient with me. Um, and I just came at them like humping their leg, like a barnyard dog. Like, can I borrow your gear? Can I borrow your lens? Can I do this? Do you want to go out and shoot? Do you want to go out and shoot? And I just shot anything and everything. I didn't say no to anything. Um, so, you know, right from the get go shooting everything from landscapes and adventure and lifestyle and, and stuff that's fun to mommy bloggers and coffee shops and food and, and real estate, like literally everything. Um, which at times gave me a lot of friggin' anxiety, you know, saying yes to something. And I'm like, I have no idea what I just agreed to. 
Um, but just kind of learn through the process. And there were definitely a couple dudes like um, Matt Zoderman and John Zoderman, Davey Gravy. Um, those dudes like held my hand really hard, like literally almost physically. You know, we'd sit at the coffee shop for like six hours and I would just like watch them edit and they would help me edit and that kind of thing. So definitely started in a, in a blessed position, you know? Right. And then dudes like Scott would take me out on the adventures. So. Dude, that's so epic that a, it's, it's really awesome that you had such a tight. So there's a few lessons in there, right? Lesson one, I feel like being surround yourself with amazing people because you were surrounded yeah. by such amazing people. They were able to inspire you, elevate you, motivate you, challenge you to grow, to be there, to help spur that growth and to help in any way that, you know, they could possibly help. And then on the flip side, you wanted it. You went all yeah, in. Yeah. You said, I'm drinking from the fire hose. Let's go. Like, turn that baby on. Like, dude, I'm not holding Close back. Close to the spout where the glory comes out. And <laughs> right up front. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I, I think that's really awesome. And even taking on every single opportunity, how do you think that played into some of the success you're seeing today? Because, um, I mean, I imagine you still operate that way. You probably like just taking things on, you know? Yeah. And, and like, let me preface this by saying I am not the best photographer in the world, you know, and even Instagram in itself is not a good representation of my photography, right? It's, it's Instagram. It's curated. It is what it is. Um, you know, and outside of that, like I'm just learning just like everybody else. I'm on YouTube just like everybody else. And so saying yes to those things, there are definitely times where like I, I totally frigged up, um, I won't go into like a specific scenario because then they'll listen to the podcast and be like, give my money back. But, you know, th there were definitely scenarios where I finished a job and I was like, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> Let's not do that again. You know, like, okay. You know, I'm breathing heavier than I probably should be when I send that, that Dropbox link or whatever. So yeah, man, like we're all just figuring it out and, and just making a lot of mistakes along the way. Even I, if I look back at my editing, like my page is not that old. You can scroll to the bottom, please don't, you know, and you will see some horrific visuals. Oh, I see you scrolling. Get I'm off. So of yeah. I, I do that to everyone though. Just see I, every episode. I always scroll to the bottom. It's always exciting just to see where everyone came from, you know? Totally, man. I think, uh, I think the first photo I posted was the, was value of the 10 peaks. And you'll see, I went through like this crazy, like pink phase. I didn't know what split toning was. And I was like, Oh, whoa, you can do that. You know, like mm -hmm. ooh, a little bit of fuchsia, you know, like getting crazy with it. But I wasn't a little bit like I was getting real aggressive with the slider. <laughs> you'll see it as you scroll. And then I was like too much pink, too much color. I need to be like, you know, like moody or, or like whatever. Right. I didn't do a good job of anything I was trying to do. That's for sure. Did your photos have never been, did you, you guys crack me up, man, these people and talking about how bad they were when they first started and I go down and I'm like, <laughs> like, dude, you're, I guess like, yeah, they're not gram bangers per se, but dude, these are, there's nothing wrong with any of these photographs. Um, I'll tell you what, you're an enabler. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> You're the problem. <laughs> you are the you problem. Know, don't be slapping a happy on my photos if they're crap. <laughs> but thanks. 
Yeah, no, no. No, absolutely, man. So you're full on into this now. You're a year and you've been just burning this thing hot, right? Yeah. What when was your first break? Like what was your first break to to start working with? I love I love your story because you have like this crazy background and all this like ah all hell breaks loose. Life is in freaking turmoil. Boom. Figures it out, finds a new passion, and now it's like, cool, this next chapter. And rather than like tiptoeing into it, you're like, you're blazing, which I can tell that's just your personality. If you weren't doing this, you'd be blazing in something else, I'm sure. Um, but you are here doing what you do now. And with that said, what was the first break into making that transfer into, you know, whatever you want to call it, an influencer, photographer, a, pay, like a, a paid individual someone making money an entrepreneur let me like let me preface first by saying thank you you are straight up like a honey tongue you're a wordsmith you're an encourager which is awesome and words of affirmation about love language so you can keep on feeding it to me till i'm fat yeah i will but i should preface by saying like don't attach a biopic because i'm 511 fatter in person and like decent at parallel parking those are about my you know top three traits but (laughs) uh any single ladies. <laughs> I dude, I don't even remember what you just asked me now. I you just <laughs> I was just watching your face trying to get a reaction. Uh, You're reckless. I love it. What I asked you was you've been basically balls to the wall since you started this whole right, photography okay, thing. Okay. What was your first break and you know what what can you attribute to some of the success you you know, some of the early success you've seen this far? Uh, so I was, I was bartending up until May. So second week of May was when I was like, okay, I, I don't really have a choice. I kind of have to do this full time, which was awesome. Congrats. And the first like, kind of big thing, thanks dude. First kind of big thing for me was Scott and Davey and I shot a job for BC tourism, which was like two weeks in, in the beginning of June. And then another two weeks here in October. Uh, and that was the first thing where like, you know, I think Scott put a lot of trust in me. I think the dude went out on a limb for me, for sure. Like, if anyone's met the guy, he's a total, like, he's he's a, a papa hen, you know? I don't even know if that makes sense. But, like, he loves seeing other people succeed if they're willing to put in the work. And so I was kind of in that mode. Like, I was, you know, Seabiscuit, just running laps, trying to figure this thing out. I think the coolest moment for me was, like, I was I was bartending one day, and I did what's called a clopin which is where you close the bar and then you open the bar and it's because your manager is an asshole. And, um, mine wasn't, I booked that for myself, just picking up some extra shifts, had to get some glass, you know? Um, so I was cutting limes for like four hours one morning and I was watching the two girls that worked for the marketing team right in front of me, shooting all the new, all the new food, the whole, the entire menu lineup. And it was just like this sick torture. Cause I was like, that should be me. That's me. Like, wh- like, wh- why am I cutting limes right now? This is killing me. And Davey actually used to come and sit at the bar in the mornings when I was there, and he would just like edit on his laptop, not buy anything. I would just pour him free cokes and just like hang out with me while I was cutting limes for like three hours. Um, and we would just talk about photo, talk about gear, talk about everything. And there was nothing wrong with what what the girls were doing when they're shooting it. I was just like, I want this more than anything. And then like a month later. I was in a bar with a, and the dude that was bartending was a guy I went to high school with who's a, who's a great dude. And I was shooting their new menu lineup. And it was just like this crazy 
role reversal. And that's kind of when it clicked where it was like that first kind of epiphany or like aha moment, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, I'm not standing behind the bar anymore. Ding. You know, I'm shooting the lines, not cutting them. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's that's what drives anything. People say like, oh, what's you know, what what drives success or like whatever, you know, results. Like, where do you get your drive from? What's your inspiration? Results. If you go to the gym and you get fatter and if you're trying to lose weight, you know, why would you go back? You're not motivated, right? If you go and get results, you better believe you're there the next day. Mm -hmm. And so I was just seeing results and I had, like I said, dudes that were willing to put faith in me um, and, you know, kind of put their neck on the line. And and so I worked really hard to uh, over deliver on on everything that I was doing and, and to be present. You know, that's the biggest thing. Just be present. Mm-hmm. Be be available. Dude, and I lo- shoot a lot. I love it. So you put your neck on the line, you worked hard, and then surround yourself with good people, networked, and that allowed you to basically kind of create your own luck and find yourself in some awesome situations to where you started to get paid to do what you enjoy doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't like like I would agree with that fully, but I would I would X nay on the the network thing. I don't have a single Not, strategic friendship. I don't mean, I don't mean, so I hate the term network. I don't mean network. Like they like, it has such a bad connotation to it. You know, it's like, Oh, networking, which yeah, is like, yeah. that means you're just like straight full of it. And you're trying to use people to get to what you want. But I mean, it more or less is you utilize your network by being around good people. You had access to a network by being part of that network. You were able mm-hmm. to get yourself into you know, you were able to create your own luck by working yeah. hard and being a part of something to where these opportunities just started to kind of pop up here and there. And you found yourself in a few situations that gave you a jump start. Totally. And I think the other thing was like, I just wasn't afraid to ask, mm-hmm. you know, ask and you shall receive. It's as simple as that. If you don't ask, you don't know. So the bar, so did asked. you just walk over there and just be like, Hey, I saw the girls at my bar taking photos and little do they know I'm a photographer and I'd rather take your photos. So you have better photos in our bar. I actually just slashed their tires because <laughs> I knew they had another shoot after and poured sugar in their gas tank from my margarita mix. No, dude, I, I had a buddy who loves food photography. Like, dude, just eat. I don't get it. You know, right. burgers are cool, but this, this kid loves them and he's really good at it. And so I was, we were just kicking it one day and I was like, we were talking about, I was showing him some like portrait editing stuff. He was showing me some like video and food stuff. Um, and his brother owned a marketing company. And then through that was how I got hired to shoot for this other, um, restaurant chain. It was, it's, you know, so it's literally just like a series of like, bam, 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 kind of just the snowball effect. Right. Um, essentially. Gotcha. I think if you like know kind of what direction you want to go in to a certain extent, you're going to end up going there, you know? Right. Like a helicopter pilot's not looking behind him trying to drive the whirly bird around the mountain. Like he's looking where he wants to go. And so it's as basic as that. Right. So, okay. At what point did you say, you know, so you quit your job in May as a bartender. Was that Mm -hmm. the point where you're like, I'm a photographer. Like I am a professional photographer. I'm going to like, what, I guess what changed? Cause you, I mean, something had to have changed when you're going from having dependable income that you know, you're going to be making via bartending to, I'm pretty much on my own now and I got to figure this out. What did those, you know, what did those next few months look like? What, so between May and uh, June, 
I had a short-term contract with a, a different, like a boutique marketing agency. Okay. Um, and they put me on a salary for the first month, which was super cool. They totally, like I actually met one of the dudes years ago when I was um, serving and bartending in a different place. And the guy just kept following me on social, messaged me one day, said, I like your photos and hired me for a month there. And so that first month was like the transition period. And then after that, and I had told them ahead of time, like, Hey, I, I'm, this is what I'm pursuing. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And it, it just kind of got to the point where like, I didn't really have a choice. It wasn't like, you know, should I, shouldn't I, it was like these cool opportunities are happening and it's either I'm in that office or I'm doing these things. And I, stability has never been sexy to me. You know, like if you want, if you want a, a sugar daddy to, you know, keep the flow coming and bring home the bacon, I'm not your homie, right? I might try me a splendid daddy, but I'm going to eat the bacon too. Like, it, you know, like, there's no, there's never been a moment in my life where I was like, I really want something stable. I want a white picket fence that I can put Christmas lights on. That just doesn't appeal to me. And nothing wrong if it does. Like, if that's your jam, sweet. Um, I thrive under pressure. Like, I don't like to be, you know, like, wow, this is what my schedule looks like. I'm going to complete all these things. No, man, I'm going to procrastinate until it's like 4 a.m. and I have to deliver the photos the next day. And I'm just going to edit till my eyeballs bleed. Because I like that. It's more fun. <laughs> Right. I love that you shared that with us because now it kind of just opened me up into another group of questions, you know, around your creative process. So we know you procrastinate now. What is your creative? (laughs) Yeah. What does your creative process look like? So I guess we could start in the field. So you pull up to a location to shoot. What is that Mm -hmm. uh, creative process of, of, of finding the shot look like? So I just drop the aperture really low. And I tell the girl to go about 20 feet away and look away from me. And then I take the photo and then I post it just like that. You, no, I'm just playing. That's you uh, forgot insert, totally insert stunt. You, you forgot the insert stunning location. Yeah. Yeah. The stunning location too. <laughs> and somebody has presets I bought, <laughs> you know, it's let me, let me preface those two things by saying like Instagram photography. Yeah. Talk about your talk, commercial photography. Talk. Right. Talk about your, talk about your art. How do you go about capturing your art? My, my goal is to capture the moments in between. Mm-hmm. Right. So my, my favorite photos, I actually really, really love black and white photos like more than anything. And I love portraiture and my goal is always to catch that moment that would otherwise get missed. You know, if I'm like shooting a wedding, I want to capture the moment where the bride's dad is sitting there and his legs shaking because he's so nervous and excited and he's about to jump out of his chair because his baby girl is about to marry the man of her dreams. And on the other knee, he's got his you know, niece or nephew and she's chewing on her fingernails because she doesn't understand. Like, that's what I love shooting. You know, mm-hmm. when the, the flower girl's looking up at, at the, the dress and, and no, she doesn't even know that I'm there, right? Like snapping the in-between moments. That's what I really love from a, from a if we're talking like just a purely creative standpoint i realized something when i was on my brother's facebook page um not that long ago and i hadn't looked at it this is my brother that had passed away i hadn't looked at it in a long time and i was i was just really pissed man like i looked at it and i was like there's not enough photos like there's just not enough pictures here and there's not enough videos because i played a video i heard his voice and i just started leaking from the face mm-hmm. and I, there was only the one video and i was like 
man, if I could go, if I could have gone back and taken more video, if I could have kept a couple voicemails, if I could have like anything, you're never going to understand the value of a photo until it's too late. Right. Mm. You know, there's a lot of people walking around right now taking photos with their phones and that kind of thing. And I, I do think it's amazing, but there's always going to be a difference between a photo that's taken on your phone, you know, and right. some 35 millimeter film. Right. You know, like one of my favorite things growing up was my dad had this cardboard box full of orange um, photo albums and they stunk like hell. I don't know what was on them. And I, I can smell it just thinking about it. And I used to go through there and like look at all the photos, right? It was my dad when he was like 22 and he was just, he was totally jacked and he was wearing like the white Daisy Duke cutoffs, you know, riding his motorcycle to California kind of thing, like the OG, yeah. you know? And, and those, you know, seeing my mom with like a ridiculous perm haircut, the best. it's like, I'm glad you survived that mama. Like, good on you lady. Um, but that kind of stuff, you know, like that's, that's the type of photo that I like. And the right. funny thing about those is, Nine times out of ten, they're a crap photo. You know, mm-hmm. it's just candid, focus, whatever. Did, so if you put me in a room and said, "Go be creative," that's what I'd be trying to do. How did how did finding those photographs and, and and experiencing that? How did that make you feel? I think when you when you see, I I was lucky, man. Like my my dad, he's the kind of homie where like if he's going to sleep at night, he'll turn his ringer up in case you call. You know, he's the most loving dude on the planet, and so seeing your hero when they're feeling heroic is a pretty cool feeling, you know? And and I, I used to look at those and, and you see, you've got this idea, but then you can also, you can feel it because my, my traits resemble his traits. Uh, you know, if I look at photos of my great grandfather, they're like these black and white, soft, just horrid photos, but they're so beautiful. And you, I can feel I can put myself in that farm field in Gravelberg, Saskatchewan, you know, and that's kind of a, that's a, a feeling and a nostalgia that you can't create. Like it's that has to be intimate and it has to be um, candid, I think, you know. Right, right. Um, yeah, the reason I had asked that question is because, you know, in in the past, historically, I've spoken about how physically printing images is so important because it carries so much energy, like digital photos, they carry like no energy. It's like, there's something lifeless about them, but holding a photograph in your hand, there's something it's like alive. Like there's life to that thing, you know, and it's just such a, an experience. And so I'm a huge proponent for printing, you know, your artwork for various reasons. And just like you said, a lot of times you don't realize the value of a printed photograph until it's too late. And you just hope that, you know, you've been documenting and, 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 and you have an opportunity to create albums for yourself. So one day your son, you know, when he's 10, 15 can look back and be like, God Holy forbid. Cow, you know, but that's, My dad needed a haircut. but like you, he's, you know, he's going to have that moment. Like, wow. Like this was my pops. No, I totally agree. And that's beautiful. I think there's nothing more. There's no more. There's, I don't think there's a better gift to give your, 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 your loved ones than handing down those types of memories to them, you know? Totally, man. And it's so funny. Like our, I would say now that our society is like more away or Mm -hmm. or more aware, sorry, of of imagery, but like shooting, I was watching 
I grew up with this girl. She's a family friend and she had a son and she's like practically my sister. And I was just shooting her son on silent mode, the shutters, you can't hear anything, uh, opening his Christmas presents. And then just like sent her the photos later in the day for no reason. And it's like, they have an appreciation for photos, but everyone around, there's 10 people watching, you know, uh, him open presents, but they're all taken on cell phones and they're all, you know, like I say, nothing wrong with cell phone pictures, but it's just not the same right. as an actual picture. I know those are going to be printed and, and put on the wall and there's something magic about that. Dude, there, there, there definitely is. And it's like the best gift you can give someone in the entire world. Like Christmas this year with my family, uh, my little cousins and grandparents, you know, we're all hanging out and little cousins are ripping open their gifts. And I happened to take a few photos and then I was like, you know what? I'm going to film this. I filmed it. I went in my bedroom after they were done and I sat down for an hour, called my girlfriend, wished her, you know, Merry Christmas because she had decided to go hang out with her family and I did my family. But I came back an hour later. I was like, hey, one last Christmas present, everyone. Here's your guys' Christmas video. And they like cried. It was like the most beautiful thing. <laughs> and, and, and it's crazy because like when you're an artist like yourself, like taking a photo, tossing a good edit. It's like really, it's just like second nature to you and you don't really think about it. But when you hand that to someone, it means the world to them. They're like, oh my gosh, this is the best photo yeah. of my son I've ever, like we've ever had. And to be able to give that yeah. as a gift. And so like one thing I've been working on is giving that more freely to friends and family and anyone around me that needs that. Like, dude, I'm the guy. Like if you need photos, holler at me and I have no problem coming by mm -hmm to your family and taking your guys' images because I think it's so important. I think it's like the best way, one of the best ways that we can use our talents to give back is by giving the gift, you know? No, totally, man. I, I agree. Like I feel that on a spiritual level, like it's, it's, it's incredible what it can do. And it's cool to see, like I, I actually, one of my favorite things is going on a photographer that I like on Instagram, going on their website and like see what their photos are really like. You know, like, what do you really like to shoot? What are you actually shooting? Um, Cause it is, it is a curated platform, but then you see, you're like, whoa, there's a lot more to this homie. You know, like if, if somebody didn't know you and they went on the art of visuals platform yeah. and it's just bangers galore, you know, there it's, it's curated. There's thought put into it and that's absolutely okay. But if they went and saw the photos or the video that you made, that's a different story. They're going to see you and they're going to get to know you from afar on a level that it couldn't be reached, you know? Absolutely. It's funny you say that because I, I noticed that you started uploading to the AOV app when I was on the back end the other day. And mm -hmm. I was really hoping that you'd be sharing the work that you don't put on Instagram there. But you're uploading I, the, the same photo. The first photo I put up. Uh-huh. The first photo I put up is my favorite photo I've ever taken. And uh, I really love that photo. Now admittedly it is the colors and the crop that are like aka the you know the ig um curated post but outside of that that was a really cool moment because that the girl who's in that photo mm -hmm. she's really really cool you know and she on like a totally platonic level and uh one of the cool things about social is like you get up at at four or five in the morning, you get in the vehicle with a complete stranger and you drive for three hours and just ask them questions. Just tell me about you, right? Be interested, not interesting, just ask. And she was one of those homies where like, the girl had seen some shit. Right. Uh, and it was this thing because in my mind, what I saw from this image was 
her sitting out on on that that log, and I know that photo's been taken before. I just wanted to get this girl out into nature. Like you need to experience this to understand what it's like. And I love the skull that's over her face, and then that she's wearing this like perfect, elegant dress, and she's untouched. It's she's beautiful. not wet. It's like I trust that's, me. That's my. It stopped me in the tracks. Like when I saw it, like I, I will, I will not challenge that at all. When I saw this image, I was like, this. There's something really just beautiful about it. And it just kind of sucks you in. And I'm really like her holding that and the skull and just, ah, yes. Very, very, very well, well done. But in the future, I hope to see, you know, I hope to see your essence. Deal, man. I can do that for sure. I'll tell you what, I'll post my next, as soon as we get off this podcast, I'll post my next favorite photo. And you're going to be like, huh? What? I it's this it. dude from, from Montreal playing piano in black and white. They just rocked my face off. I'm stoked to see it. To go back to what you were talking about earlier, you're talking about how you enjoy capturing the in-between moments. Those are your favorite moments to capture. Instagram's different because it's curated, etc. cetera. Um, and we were also talking about how printing photographs is so important. Uh, for memories and family and yourself and your loved ones and documentations and seriously, like a million other reasons. Right. But totally. What do you think about today's landscape? You know what? I see a lot of people, you know, sadly going out into nature, not necessarily enjoying themselves as much as they should be taking tons of photos, but they're, they're so, they're so caught up in capturing that banger, that beautiful, amazing image for their Instagram feed that, you know, they might have been on eight trips that year with tons of friends and buddies, and they might not have taken a single photo of just their buddies, their friends, mm-hmm. them laughing and in and out eating burgers or whatever, having a good time because the camera only comes out when it's sunset and there's, you know, and there's a beautiful, stunning landscape to shoot. How do you feel about that? I think that Instagram is and I'll use like Instagram because that's what we're referring to social and in any context, Mm -hmm. I think it's a really beautiful thing because if you know how to use it or if you know what you're doing, then it's different, right? You can have a chiropractor that saves your life. You can have a chiropractor that breaks your neck. It depends on how this, this tool is used. Mm -hmm. And so I look at like, I look at Instagram like this. If I told you there's a website that you can go on, hang out with your friends, just talk to them about nothing, you know, and go on there every day for an hour, I'll fly you anywhere you want in the world and I'll pay you to fly there. You're like, where do I sign up, right? That, from my perspective, that's what Instagram is. It's a place to hang out, you know, talk to some friends, make some new friends, whatever. I think that if you get too wrapped up in it, right, there is an emotional attachment to to anything, right? You get a dopamine release. Your serotonin levels start going up. Like, I'm fully aware of this. I was talking to high school students about it a year and a half ago, you know, two years ago, warning them about the the dangers of social media and telling them like, I'm not a what I, I use it. It's the reason I'm here. That's where your teacher saw me. Um, you know, but it, it's like anything, it depends on how you use it. And I think that people, um, and this is going to get some homies triggered, but like, I think that people who are very creative get upset or are bothered by people having either a curated feed or like whatever that may be. And you have to use it for what it's for. If you go on Instagram's website and you say, uh, you click on about us, it's not going to say this is an art platform for you to be artistic. 
and you to, you know, showcase your art. If you put that in a gallery, right? Go to a gallery website. There's lots of them. Put it, go to a physical gallery. If, if you like prints, there's lots of them. That's not what it's there for. It's a social platform. It was, I think, initially there to, it, it was there to, to get people connected. And, you know, if you look at the CEOs, they're still posting photos of wine in their bathtub and their dogs. But again, use it for what it is. Because if, if that wasn't there, I wouldn't be able to go to the other side of the world and have a conversation with someone I'd never otherwise get to have a conversation with. And so I definitely think like, is there a game to social or a game to Instagram? Totally. You know, but if that means that I'm going to get to go to Greece and sit down at a dinner table with someone who in no other way, shape, form or scenario I would ever get to do and ask them about their life because I posted the back of someone's head a couple times, you know, if that's what works, it works. Right. There's this whole thing where like, you know, people are, are going, well, this is Instagram. This is reality. You know, for me, you're not going to see a whole lot of that because you don't care. You know, the reason you're showing that Facts. is because you're experiencing it, right? Mm -hmm. When you watch a McDonald's commercial, you're like, man, that looks like a good burger, you know? You don't wait for the end of the commercial to go, just kidding, guys. This is polyurethane. It's a plastic burger. No, right? We don't go to an NFL game because I can throw as far as he can. Why would I do that? I go because that guy can do something that I can't do or I'm not willing to put the work into doing. Right. So... You know, and, and there's a lot of talk about, you know, the like environment getting overrun and that kind of thing. And I absolutely agree. I think that we need to be very, very careful and conscious of what we're doing. But guess what? If they're taking that shot or they're posting that shot, you're probably upset because you did the same thing. I would assume I could be wrong. You know, and why are you both going there? Because it's friggin' beautiful. And even if it causes someone to go out to the mountains and or, or whatever that may be, if it's the difference between them going out there and sitting in a desk, right. Or, or staying home, what's the lesser evil. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the way I look at it. Right. And, and like, if you're artistic, I love it and, and be stoked on it, but do not get upset and don't let your feelings get hurt when you post a photo that you love and nobody engages on it. Cause it's all he said, she said anyways, no right. one knows how it works. Right. You know, you're, you're probably an amazing artist still. Absolutely. I think it's one of those things where like people need to just be cautious and not take things personally. And to be honest, like people just need to quit judging people and taking things personally and just live their darn lives. <laughs> it's a lot more enjoyable mm. that way. And if everyone just focused on being, something. if someone else, if everyone just basically focused on being them best selves, right? You, if you were focused a hundred percent on, being the most badass person that J.R. McDonald could possibly be, you wouldn't even have time to like, to even look at what other, to be even jocking other people's pages, to even, to even come down to that low frequency of energy, to even engage in such childish things. You know, you would just be wishing love and success for everyone and you would just be doing your thing and just knowing that you're going to be killing it. And hoping that everyone else is out there killing it too. And that's it, you know? A hundred percent, man. You you said something in your podcast with Cass. And I was literally, I was driving. Uh, Davey and I were on a road trip. And uh, I was driving and I like, I was like, yo, you got to go back. You got to write this down. Like I, I paused my phone, gave it to him. And, and uh, you said, everyone has an opinion and that's worth practically nothing. If you're talented, you're talented. If you're not, that's okay too. 
And I've been like, that's in the, it's pinned in my notes. And I've been reading that because, you know, there's a lot of things I'd really like to do. Do Not that great at all of them. Do them. You know, I'm still doing them. Exactly. Good, good. You know, and, and people look at photos and they're like, wow, you know, I, I get messages all the time. Like, oh, I, how do you do this? Or how do you do that? Anything I know, I'm happy to tell you, you know, and I, I am sitting where I'm sitting now. Not that I'm in this any, I'm in a kindergarten position, but it's cause I just did it. And when I did it the first time I wasn't good at it and I'm still not that good at it, but I'm a little better than I was before. You know, I love that, man. That was, that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I just, you know, I believe that anyone can do anything like, and we all do it for different reasons. Like it's so weird. We live in this society now to where like you come and show me a song that you just recorded and I instantly shoot it down because in my head, I'm like, you'll never make it as a musician. Why does that even matter? You weren't, you didn't make that song thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm going to be Justin Timberlake tomorrow. You just made a song because you enjoy making music and you wanted to express yourself and make some music. But it's like, we live in this society to where everyone judges everyone's art. So they, if you do something, people just assume you're trying to go pro at it or make money with it. And it's like, that's not the case. A lot of times creative people just create for the sake of creating, because that's naturally what we were put here to do has nothing to do with talent yeah. has nothing to do with anyone being actually good at any of this stuff, which is why it's all, it's, it's, it's all opinion based anyways. Like art is art. Like that's what makes art so wonderful. Cause I've seen some artwork and I'm like, how the heck did that, that sold for $400,000? <laughs> like who yeah. bought that? <laughs> you yeah. know, but who am I? You know, I can't, I'm like, cool. Well, good for that guy. Like in my eyes, I'm like, that's still, it blows my mind, but that's, that's, that's exactly what art is. Art does that. And then beautiful things that I think are the best things I've ever seen might not be worth anything to anyone. And, and, and that's what just makes art special. And so, yeah, everyone just needs to quit. Just judge, just go do, go live your life. Quit talking and waiting and thinking and watching and just go do. I think that I a hundred percent agree. Like I, I, you couldn't have put it better. I think a funny thing is like people love seeing other people succeed right? They love it. They're on your team. They're, they're, they're so behind you until your success surpasses the round. Yeah. Right. It, then all of a sudden, like, you know, use like, uh, the age old band, like Nickelback as a, a joke or something like that, or, or Jay Biebs, right? Everyone loved those Canadians coming up, right? The whole world was on board. Then they hit number one. Everyone hates them. Well, I can't believe you're playing this song. I can't believe you're doing that. Right. So you're, you're watching photographers come up on, on the platform, right? And things are working and you're like, oh, wow, you know, I'm watching my friend grow and this is cool. All of a sudden, they're going on a trip that you kind of wanted to go on. Now I hate them. Now they're such a sellout. They're such a, you know, piece of garbage, whatever. If I, if I quote unquote play the game, right? If I give people what they enjoy seeing and it allows for me to go and do the things that I love doing, why would I not do that? Mm -hmm. right oh yeah and here's the other thing to be a sellout you got to sell something i'm not selling anything on the gram you know <laughs> like right friggin what if i could yeah so it's just such a it's such an interesting thing to me you know it's it's, it's it is interesting perfect example i had a buddy we were walking down the street uh, sometime last year, earlier in the year, I think I might've spoke about this on another podcast, more or less a kid drives by in a Ferrari, a younger guy. And I, I look at the guy and I light up and my initial thought was, wow, 
good for you, bro. Like, I love seeing this. Like, seeing a young man driving a Ferrari, like, good for you, bro. Like, you are doing something right, and that just inspired me. As I'm thinking this, my buddy is saying out loud, oh, look at this douche in his daddy's car, blah, blah, blah. And I, I turned around and I looked at him and I just kind of, I just kind of smirked and I looked at him. I was like, I was like, I love you, bro. I was like, but that's exactly why you'll never have that vehicle. If that's something you want and you're not going to have what you want because you're a hater. If you can't appreciate other people, then you're never going to have it. You waste energy on, on being a negative Nancy, a, an ass basically just because you are without. And I think if more people spent more time giving love and encouragement to people that are killing it and, and, and respect, you know, I'm not saying you have to like the person. There's a lot of people that are killing it that I truly, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't enjoy them, mm-hmm. but I respect them. I have to, I can't right. not respect them. They're killing it. Like, how do you yeah. not respect the guy? <laughs> totally. No, man, I, I couldn't agree more. And it's so funny what, like, are different. And this, this right here, this mm-hmm. is why your perspective doesn't mean shit because you thought, wow, that's amazing. This guy, I can't believe that he thought what a D bag. And I was thinking like that kid probably sold a lot of drugs, you know, like that, <laughs> those are the three different thought processes <laughs> behind it. And, and it's, it's, it is such an interesting we all game, live in but I do reality. not believe totally. And I think that the scarcity mindset just needs to kick rocks. Absolutely, I had a phone call with dude. a friend the other day and we were talking about tourism and stuff and she was like, why, why would they hire you? I said, why not? She said, well, cause there's other people that do it. I said, great. They're hiring them too. Why wouldn't they hire me? You know, what's the difference? Well, they, they do travel blogs. Well, I got a blog too. You know, well, it's a saturated market. You know, you know, it's, it's saturated because people are doing it. You know why they're doing it? Cause they can do it. So why don't I do it? You know, why not? That's my, my mindset. And right. maybe it's a fault. I don't know. No, I don't think so. It's it's easy. Dude, it's e- the easiest thing in the world is for me to tell you that you can't do something. It takes nothing for me to be like, "Oh, that's a cool idea, but you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of photographers already, you know, maybe you should look into something else." Yeah. That th- what does that mean? Like <laughs> cool, there's a lot of photographers. You know, when Travis and I started Art of Visuals, you know, I had tons of people say, oh, you can't make money. Photography's dead. This and that. There's no business. Why are you making a community? Why do you care so much about community? Who cares? Like all these different mm-hmm. things. And it's just like, dude, first of all, none of it, you guys sh- shouldn't, none of this should matter to you. So like, I don't even know why you guys are trying to give an opinion and I didn't ask for your opinion. So like, it's not welcome <laughs> either. Yeah. But you have to have a strong mindset because if you don't, you know, we've pushed through a lot of that stuff. And now those same people that are like, that'll never work. That's a bad idea are now like, oh my gosh, you guys are amazing. Art of visuals is so cool. My friends love you, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and I, I'm nice to them, but in my head I laugh. Cause I'm like, dude, I don't forget. I still love you. Yeah. Like, cause I don't have, I don't have any hatred towards you, but I still remember that you were one of the people that told me I couldn't do this or I shouldn't do this. And it's just funny now how that, how that flips. It's, it's so interesting how, like I, I saw that. I don't know what extent, you know, you've experienced it on and it, it is, it's like, it's kind of hurtful. Cause it's like, mm-hmm. Oh wow. You know, these people, they, now they want to be my friend or whatever. And it's like, you didn't want to be my friend a week ago. What happened? You know, what, where's the difference here? Cause I'm still the same. 
right? Mm-hmm. Like maybe I need to get a haircut, but I'm still, I'm still same, same, but same. And so it's, it's interesting to watch that whole process. I know like with anything like that, when you're growing into something, people just lose track. They lose sight, you know, and, and they're, they don't want to believe in you because they don't believe in themselves. And I used to, I used to talk about this actually in the schools. One of the things I would do is I would put the word believe up on the screen, like in giant letters. And in the center of the word believe, I had brackets around L I E, right? Just because they believe that about you doesn't mean it's true. There's a lie in the center of that belief and you don't have to believe it either. Right. Mm -hmm. As like cliche and, and woo woo as it is or, or whatever, you know, wash this one down with some green tea, but like be live, be the other half of it, right? Be awake, be active, be moving forward. It just depends on which part you're putting the emphasis on, you know? So I'm glad you didn't believe that crap because here we are. Dude, it's actually funny. You said something that extremely resonated, which was basically that people don't believe in you because they don't believe in themselves. Yeah. That couldn't be more factual than anything I've ever heard. That is so real. I, when I look back, when, after you said that, I thought about myself and I look back and I, like, I'm like, okay, for like the past year, about, I'd say a year. Mm-hmm was the first time where I truly started to believe in myself from uh, my core essence, from my heart. Like, I mean, I'm talking real faith, meaning like, dude, I will walk through fire. Like I have, I, I have, there's nothing going to stop me from doing what I'm doing because I have that much faith in myself today. Honest, pure faith, pure love. Yeah. Versus prior to that, it was ego uh, belief. It was, oh, I can do anything, blah, blah, blah. I didn't really believe that inside. I would say that outwardly. I would project that outwardly, but it was all ego fed and it wasn't real and it didn't right. hold any real substance, which why it was such a challenge my whole life doing the various things. I constantly got in the way, but I also was a naysayer towards other people. I'd put other people down and I might say rude things, not because I'm wishing that they would fail, not because I'm wishing these things, more or less, it's because I didn't believe in myself and my own stuff wasn't working out because I didn't actually believe it was all fake and it was it was smoke and mirrors, you know, and it took me to where now I'm like, wow, I've 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 worked on myself over the past few years and I'm at a place where I am so strong and so full of life that I can't help but to spread that to every single person I touch, you know? And I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't tell anyone anything. I do. I think anyone can do freaking anything. I've seen some people that I would have never thought in a million years could have accomplished some, something and they're doing amazing things now. And that, when yeah. I started seeing stuff like that, I'm just like, dude, it doesn't matter what your educational background is. It has nothing to, yeah. has nothing to do with your money. It has nothing to do with your education. It has nothing to do with the color of your skin. It has everything to do with your drive to just go and do whatever it is that you want to do and to stop making excuses and to love yourself and to love other people and to get up and just take action. Totally, man. It, it's like, like I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's, it's the whole mentality of preach what you believe mm-hmm. if necessary, use words, you know, mm-hmm. just show me yep. what, what clicked for you though. When did it change? Cause clearly that was an, you know, like an epiphany moment. To be honest, I, I can't say it was one specific thing. Uh, it was a journey. So, it, dude, I've been on a journey of development for years, you know, since I was probably 25 was like my first wake-up call, maybe 24. 
uh, when I was just like, wow, you're talented, but you're not getting the results that you want because your ego is out of control. You're not really that focused. You're make excuses, all these different things, you know, that a lot of people do. Like you just, as Gary Vaynerchuk would say, you're full of shit. You are just completely yeah. full of shit. Yeah. And, and, and that's basically what I was. And once I realized that becoming aware is the first step. Right. And then I started working, you know, I dove in 110% on getting up early, getting, you know, routines going, taking care of my mental, taking care of my, my health by, by exercising and eating right and reading books and consuming good things and not feeling, not filling my brain with, with nonsense. I don't own a television. I don't watch TV. I don't, I live, I don't, I don't consume, I create. Mm -hmm. Uh, and when I started doing more creating and less consuming and more living and less watching and all these different things, I started to just feel better. I became a healthier human, a human being, and I wanted to help other people and be there. And then as I continued to grow and read and I, now I start believing in some of this, 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 this stuff that I thought was foo foo nonsense once upon a time. And I start seeing the results and my life changes. And then I become obsessed with it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I like, I'm waking up on my own, yeah. no alarm clock. I'm lit. It's 4.30, 4 a.m. I'm in a cold yeah. shower. I'm playing music in my house. I'm dancing around and like, I'm, it, dude, it's lit from the time I'm up. And, and your and, neighbors are like, shut the hell up, you lunatic. <laughs> Basically. I wish, man, I wish people could see you right now. Like if, if you, if like, you look like when somebody takes a poodle and holds it over water and the legs just start doing like the swim thing before it touches the water that's you you know and then they toss you in and you just swim around like it's it's amazing to watch bro you're so funny i love it uh but more or less it was just you know taking those those steps forward and then once i really started to see like oh my gosh my relationship with my girlfriend is light years better it's night and day like we have a real connection and a real thoughtful connection and we really are spending valuable time together um, and then my, my, my relations with my friends. And then all of a sudden people, you realize people start wanting to be around you all the time. And you're like, why does everyone want to be around me? They want to be around you because you make them feel amazing and they feel yeah. good around you because your energy's good. And, and when everyone else is negative and a Debbie Downer, you're actually pushing people forward to, to, to fulfill their dreams. And everything's just kind of grown to a point to where I'm like, dude, like I don't have an ounce of hate in my heart for anyone or anything like I just I'm just feel blessed and grateful to be here to do what I do and love who I love and I'm just going to live out the rest of my life just continuing to be the best person I can I'm not always at my best I still get angry I still get mad things still happen I'm not some I can't I'm not going to sit up here like I'm some perfect little Buddha baby and I'm just you know the Dalai Lama I'm not that guy I still have I'm a human yeah. Humans are flawed. Bro, you're a millennial. You're the Bali Lama. <laughs> you know, we're flawed, uh, but I can tell you this. Even at my worst, I always try to do my best, you know? Yeah, man. Totally. Well, you and I were talking about this on the phone the other day. Like, it literally takes a candle. You can get one of those stupid little tea light candles to light you can come over here and light my candle. You didn't lose anything to do that, right? You didn't lose any spark. You didn't lose any energy. You were burning anyway, you know? And then so for me to light another candle and all of a sudden you've got a million candles going, 
I feel like I just live in the cliches and it's, swimming. It's, it's more energy though, right? Because when you have a hundred candles lit in a room, now guess what? The collective energy is all bustling. The room's warming up. We can all feel the energy together and like more or less. Now you got a carbon monoxide problem. That's the life goal. If you want to win, become an <laughs> excellent human being and surround yourself and attract other people and build a little community of amazing people and watch your life. I kid you not in a matter of a, sh a short few years, your life can dramatically transform and you'll be doing things and living ways that you never thought were actually possible. You thought it was just a dream, but I promise you it will come to fruition. It's all about just doing it, taking action, being positive, loving yourself and being surrounded by good people. It's like plants. You notice like when plants start dying, they all start dying like when they're around each other. But if they're thriving, oh, yeah. then they all thrive. It's like people too. If you're around toxic people, like it's going to be really hard for you to, to thrive. I always like, I always live in this area of like, when, when do I, right? Cause you, I always want to be around and it just happens organically. All of a sudden you start, you just decide you're happy and all of a sudden you're around happy people. But then there's also going to be that one person, you know, that's trying to put a, a little mouse turd in your brownie mix. Like where, where do you draw the line between and, and maybe we don't know the answer. I, I don't know. Give me your thoughts. Like, like where do you draw the line between this person actually needs a hand up, help hand up? You know, they're a, a Debbie Downer or it's 2019. They're a Darren Downer, whatever, you know, and, and and just continuing on with being positive. Do you just lead by light? Like do you just go forward and, and be that person? Or do you, do you go, I, I was you like, I, I get this. I understand this. You know, wh where do you draw that line? Cause that's something I've been at kind of in the last little while. Right. Freaking turning this darn podcast around on me. Right now. <laughs> Seriously <laughs> so though, funny. you know, it's, um, this is going to, this is the most random is. podcast. I feel like we've just been blabbering about some random stuff, but I'm digging it. I don't, it's all good. It's all love. And, and it's coming from a, a place of love. So it doesn't really matter to keep going, you know? With that said, I think I draw the line. Like, well, first and foremost, I do try to lead by example. That's the best, I think. Because then you're not... I hate preaching because it's like... No one wants to listen <laughs> anyways, no. you know? so No one likes hearing the answer to the question they no, didn't and, 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 That's and, for freaking sure. And they especially don't like listening to the truth. Trust... And I know yeah. because when I was, when I was a, an insecure... Uh, an insecure, lazy, uh, low energy, domesticated man. The last thing I wanted to hear was some of the stuff we're talking about. The last thing I wanted to hear that was that I was insecure. The last thing I wanted to hear was that I had a massive ego. The last thing that I wanted to hear was that, you know, I wasn't taking responsibility for my life and all these different things. That is the last thing that I ever wanted to hear. And so I, I prefer to take action than preach because I think when people see things and they start seeing results and, and people can feel it and see it, they're like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. You look more alive. You're glowing. You always, you have this big, you're radiating like this energy. I feel good. Like you look like life. You look full of life. Your eyes are, are bright. They're twinkling. Um, These are all true. Like, I feel like people, I wish people could see you right now. You like, I just want to like fill a Roman candle full of glitter and shoot it at my screen. <laughs> you, you just look stoked, you know, that's, that's the only downfall with a the podcast. They can't see this right we now. Can't see those eyes. But you're giving hope to the, to the homies that, 
that were in that position. Always, always. Really. And then, and then as far as helping people, like that's a dangerous, you know, I, I walked out with the fine line, uh, because mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that'll, that'll want your attention and, and quote unquote, want your help, but they don't really, they just want your attention more or less than actual help. And they can, right. you know, they can suck a lot of energy out of you. Um, and so, and, and not do anything. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, I spent three months working with this individual and I haven't even seen a single change or whatever it may be. And so for me, I don't help people unless they help themselves first. So perfect example, my buddy and I were driving around today and he had said something about our other buddy who makes music. And he's like, oh, you know, like we should do this and do that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was like, I'm definitely going to help him. I was like, but I will not help him until he shows me something first. Right. The moment right. I see him take action on his own, that'll show me that he's serious, which at that point I will step in and, and, and help give him a leg up, help give him take that first step, hook him up with an opportunity. But I will yeah. not give someone an opportunity when I don't believe that they're serious about it or they haven't put in the work to show that they want an opportunity. Everyone talks a big game, right? Everyone wants to be this, wants to do that, wants, want, 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 but no one actually <laughs> takes, you know, no one actually wants to put in the effort that it takes to, to do these things, you know? And dude, I, I went through a lot to get to where I'm at. You know, I've slept on carpets for months. I've eaten potatoes for months and years. And I've, dude, I've had a lot of ups and downs. And I'm not saying that you have to go through that to, to find some type of success or inner love for yourself or peace or happiness. All I'm saying is enjoy the journey and quit focusing on the, the end result and enjoy the journey because success is in the process. Success isn't in buying a new car and buying the house and getting to the place. Yeah. Success is legitimately in the process. When you're up early every day and you're getting stuff done and, and you're growing and you're learning and you're getting better and you do that every single day, that is success. And you just know that in a matter of time, when luck hits and the stars align, that this action that I've been taking for the last few years, it's going to explode into some cosmic event. And all of a sudden, boom, I've done something or I've made something or whatever it is. But like that's that success for me is in the process and not in the result. No, man, that, that's so good. Like it's 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 beyond true. Everyone's always looking at these massive, you know, constructions or buildings or designs or whatever that may be or, or people with massive followers. Like, mm -hmm. don't forget that person started with one follower, right? That yep. building started with one brick and it was the cornerstone. It was the ugliest brick they could find. And they worked you know, like, hard. It's, it's so true. Yeah. And yes, yeah, and, guess but, what? But they probably got a little lucky right? too. They probably got a little luck, but the luck only came because of the hard work. Maybe they got posted on this account or that account and that helped blow them up or whatever it may be. And you hear a lot of people get upset about that. But the reality is the only reason they were, the only reason they were even in, in the, in the drawing for that, for that luck to happen is because they had actually been doing all the right things and that put them Dude, in, a, in a place. Yeah. A spark doesn't light shit without a candle. Yeah. Right. You can be, you can sit there and whack your forehead against the wall and play with a flint all morning long. If you've not got a candle or something to light on fire with, you're doing nothing. And so that's just, I, I, I totally agree, man. That's people that are going and just doing it. Right. right? Like it's, it's, I wish it was less, I wish it was less cliche than that. It's just like, just freaking do it. Right. Just shut up and just do it. So what you know? about, what about yourself? Like, what do you, what would you say you struggle with the most as an artist? I think for myself, man, like, 
And by an I, artist, I, I, I mean, I, dude, like, as a human being. <laughs> yeah. Know? I think for me, like, I still struggle with, with anxiety and obsessive compulsive disorder. You know, like, I'm the homie that locks the door and then walks away and then walks back and locks the door again. You know, if you saw me in, in let's use photo, for example, if you saw me in Photoshop or Lightroom, it would be like, like Bob Ross on an Ativan, you know, like too slow too like just taking too much time, redoing things, whatever. Like it, it just, so that for me is a big thing to have. I talk a big talk, Mm -hmm. but what am I really thinking? Am I really thinking deep down inside? Like, you know, you got this man, you're going to do this. Or am I really thinking like, what, what are you doing? You know, quit, cut it out. You stupid asshole. Like, what are you, you can't do that. That's what's really going on. And I, I have to, I think, constantly be talking those voices down, mm-hmm. you know, and not like literal voices, but just like that, that, that mindset, you yeah. know, it's the movies. Um, I, I know what you mean by the voices, bro. It's the cinema, the cinema in your head totally. that, that plays I, these horror films and, and action flicks and these, these, these terrible movies over and over. So, so much to the point to where you start to believe in this this reality that's not reality, but because of your belief in it, it is now somewhat yeah. your reality. And, and 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 I've been there, which is why I know exactly what you're talking about. And everyone's been there. If if, if no one, no honest human being can sit here and say they haven't been there, right? Yeah, like even even just adding to that, like I would say that actually, if I was being open and honest, my my biggest fear would be success because I've seen a pattern in my life of some, me getting close to something, me going all into something and then that thing crashing and burning in my face. And I actually had it. I sat down with uh, my sister one day and I was like, I'm not going to let photo be that thing. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to burn this to the ground. I'm not going to let it, it's not going to happen this time. And so I don't know where that shift happened. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, Photo just had all the spokes, the introverted, the extroverted, the the excitement, the the creativity, the whatever that may be. But if I was being like, you know, totally vulnerable and honest, that would be it. Like I have the fear of doing a really good damn job because what if I do that, right? Am I good enough for that? How do I sustain that? Is that going to blow up in my face? And that's just some bullshit I need to get over. Dude, so that's... What you just said is very in line with like, I feel like with my life mission and what I'm trying to uh, slowly help a lot of people go through. But for you specifically, dude, I would love to spend a lot more time with you. One-on-one time, whatever you want to call it, homieship, mentorship, whatever. Uh, But I would love to just chat with you like this more and just, and help you go through that process because that was my, that's basically been me my whole life. Hmm. I've always had really big ideas. I've always had the 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 like the tools in my head, my and the creativity to execute on these things. But I've also been my biggest opponent in life has been me. I constantly get in my way, and then one day I realized, like yourself, like I legitimately think I'm afraid of success. It's like I can, I'm the guy that you want to put in every situation because I will win, 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 win. But do not put me in the Super Bowl because for whatever reason, the moment I get in the Super Bowl, when I'm that close to tasting real victory, I will completely throw everything away. Yeah. 10 out of 10 times. 
And I spent a large portion of my life in that really terrible just framework. And it took a long time and a lot of thoughtfulness and years to, to, to just figure that out and then to work against that to get to the point to where I'm at now, which, you know, is a place where I feel, you know, I am, I am 10,000 times larger than I was just yeah. a year ago, you know, 20 times that 20,000 times from two years ago. And I would love to, to help you uh, just get there. Cause like I told you earlier in the podcast, like, dude, like I feel your energy yeah, through the phone, like right away. I'm just like, dude, there's something special about this guy. Like, and I don't, and I, you know, dude, I'm telling you, I don't know what it is, but there's something about you. And I just want to, I just want to see it come to fruition, whatever that is. You make me cry. I'm going to hang up on you. So <laughs> I'm going to hang right up. And with that said, with that said, so I got your back on that, bro. And, and, and <laughs> we're going to, dude, we're going to work through that for sure. But with that I said, you tremendously, man, dude, Serious. absolutely. Dude, that's like, I don't know, man, that's just life. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. that's what, what else is life about? If yeah. I've been through what you've been through and I'm like, holy shit, I honestly think I can help this person, but I'm not going to because I'm busy and I got this business I'm trying to grow and I got a girlfriend and a life. Like how, like, I don't know. That's, I think that's the problem with the world. When everyone's in that mindset, it doesn't allow any of us to grow. Like we're supposed to be here to support and grow. Like I am my brother's keeper, bro. So for anyone that I feel is, is a worthy human being is as far as like, it's, they want to, and they're taking action and they're showing these things and they want to get to that. And they, and they are aware, you know, I can tell you that, right. There's nothing I could have said to tell you that, but the fact that you are aware and you told me that shows me that, holy shit, I can help. This yeah. is beautiful. Like this is the ideal situation. This is awesome. And so I just want to make the fact that like that, that, you know, we, we did, I, this obviously just turned into a, a total bro. <laughs> but, you know. But, uh, but going full circle, like that's what we were talking about right from the get go of this. Like everybody's going through some shit. And so the, the people that are listening to this, you know, like, thank you. Number one for listening, obviously, yeah. but they're listening because they think you're cool or else why else would they listen to it? And so it just shows that for, it shows that everybody again, has got something that they're trying to, trying to work their way through. If that had to be like the theme, you know? It fits, but dude, absolutely. And that's the theme for AOV 2019 is to freaking do to continue to inspire the community, but to honestly step it up and, and, and do more. I just feel like we can do more and I just want to see everyone prosper. And I just feel like as a collective whole, like we were talking about a hundred candles being lit off of one candle sitting in a room and what that energy does for the room, the warmth that it brings the room and all the other beautiful effects, the light that it brings the room. Yeah. Imagine, imagine freaking a hundred thousand, 200,000, 500,000, a million, 10 million lit ass creatives that are truly creating from the heart and living life abundantly and, and lovingly and carefully and, 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 and just slaying life and imagine what that would do for our communities. Imagine what that would do for people. Imagine what things would look like. And you know what I mean? And, and that's my goal is to go through this community because I can't help everyone. You know, 
if people want to come to me, I have no problem helping them and talk to them, et cetera. But I'm here to serve my people. And my people are these, this artist community that we've created. And so with all that said, we got to wrap up because you lost your head. Don't ever forget it. What? I said, you're a lavender candle and don't you ever forget it. <laughs> with all that said, you lost your, your ear pods. And so I, the quality obviously is, has changed a bit. And so I don't want us to go too much over but I want to end the podcast on a good note with you basically leaving the AOV community with some ending inspiration, motivation, etc. I feel like this was a pretty deep episode. It really ended up being an episode about, you know, your story and how basically you've just overcome a lot of mental health and body image stuff to to come to a place to where you're starting to find success and you're starting to grow and you're starting to become the person that you want to be. But you also are aware that, you know, you still have a ways to go and, and you're moving into that next platform and it's a really beautiful thing and I'm stoked to have had you on the podcast and I'm even more stoked to hand the mic your way to let you leave the AOV community with some lasting words of, of wisdom and love. Man, I, all I can say is like, I love you. You know, Prince loves you guys, obviously. And, and it's, it's 100% because of everyone that's listening to this that we can do the amazing stuff that we get to do. So thank you. Uh, we love you. And then even just on a, on, a, on a personal note, like you mean so much more than you know. You know, your, your photos are worth something. Your heart is worth something. And, you know, your happiness is worth something. And so I hope that we can just come and, and grow through this, you know, and, and do it together. Because that's, that's the best thing. You know, I don't want to go on an excursion alone. I'd rather go with some homies. If I had to say anything, I guess. Awesome. And your candle. <laughs> <laughs> J.R. McDonald's, ladies and gentlemen. Did I say J.R. McDonald's? <laughs> Bro, make it size. Send it. <laughs> Appreciate you so much for coming on the podcast, bro. That was amazing. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to, to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, uh, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is, if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com there instead of uh, elsewhere, and just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcasts, our free app. Um, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. Uh, so check out our website, shop.artivisuals.com. Go get some free presets. The artist presets are still for sale. If you want to support the artist and you should support the artist, uh, just know that that money goes to them. And we're also going to be reworking that commission structure uh, here in the next month. So we're really stoked about that. But go get some free presets. And if you guys want to buy gear, please support us. Help us out. Go to Adorama.com. Peace.